Welcome to Screen Mayhem Cinema Bushido. This episode, we're going to be talking about the James Cameron Crow spy flick, True Lies, a remake of the 1991 French comedy film directed by Claude Zidi, La Totale. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told I read... my wife this was a remake, but I couldn't remember if it was a French or Japanese. We rip off so many uh-huh. countries. We do. And I, I swear to God, I, I did not just read the Wikipedia. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, with me, as always, is uh, I guess the Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> of the Cinema Bushido Podcast, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How you doing, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How you doing today? Is it really? I was thinking about that. You know, he doesn't get enough holidays, which is why his woman was so upset and trying to get with somebody else. And if the government gave him more holidays for all the hard work he, he does, he didn't even get smile. time off on his own birthday. Right. His own fucking birthday i feel but, like it was his choice was it though he was chasing around a super bad actually he didn't even mean to he was just like oh we're being followed oh i'm getting shot at in the bathroom that was his fucking birthday well all it took was a little infidelity but honestly to, killing a couple dudes in a bathroom he, that's probably the best birthday present you could give harry like he just he lives for that shit that's true i didn't think about that well and as you can all hear uh special guest today is uh mr c-130 herskilis um, super aircraft carrier 5000 himself Mr. Brian Hurst how's he, how you doing Brian? Oh yeah I don't wait to be introed I just start talking sorry I'm, I have bad podcast etiquette but isn't That's that terrible. cool like when that happens like you know that there's the special guest but then you hear like Vincent Price start talking and you're like oh <laughs> they haven't announced it yet but we've got Vincent Price and it's like someone over at your house like they're just so comfortable that they start going through your books and just flipping through shit just yeah. just because they're curious People always that's, look how, at me. I, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm, I've been a guest enough not, times now. I can go and just open your pickle jar. Yeah. Get in there. What yeah, are you doing pe- with this pickle jar? Why do people get so mad when I open their glove compartment, whether I know them or not? I mean, the glove compartment is kind of like public space. No. It is. You I do don't that? want you to see that I, I hide that. snacks in there. That's right. embarrassing. People I hide mad. snacks in there, too. People are like, why are you going through my car? Like, you know, people I work with, and I'm just like, oh, it's a glove compartment. I, I think it's where good. some people put things that are like, oh, shit, better mm. stick this somewhere, and that's where they put it. Hmm? Right, well, then, let's finish this off. As you can see, everyone's talked. It's Jana Rumberger. Hey, Jana. Oh, hello. So I don't get a sassy intro. Oh, sorry. Um, the... I thought I got to be your Jamie Lee Curtis, but apparently it's Lee. <laughs> <laughs> the fermented pickle in my pickle jar. It's Jana Rumberger. Hey, Jana. Hello. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, true Lee's uh, action comedy. Um, I was surprised. Like, right when uh, James Cameron popped up, I'm like, oh, it's the fucking guy that blows up stuff all the time. And Jana's like, no, you know, you're thinking of someone else. This is like Avatar dude. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. And then, of course, I was like, it made sense to me that this was going to be Terminator Sky film, but then once I realized it was James Cameron. And who, not Michael Bay. And not Michael Bay. I was like, oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I think it, we've already spoiled it. The reason this film is so fucking weird is it's a remake of a French film. And it's very French. Yeah. yeah. We. We. Yeah, it's... I, I was noticing, I was like, this is great. I love this movie. I mean, I'm a big fan, uh, you know. I always said that it's pretty amazing that James Cameron and uh, Arnold made Terminator, but like you could still argue that this is a good, this is like a great co- collaboration by them, even in even in the face of like T two. This movie's fucking amazing, but it is also like 
weird and disjointed and long oh, it's and really like wrong. super horny for no reason and like you know yeah. which it's, is it's French totally the French are horn dogs oh yeah that's what I'm saying like that feels French as hell yeah well I'm going through his list I was so surprised I'm like I don't think much about Cameron obviously I mean I liked I love Aliens I love Terminator 1 um, I know you guys are T2 boners and as you know I'm I'm I, I'm fine with it. And then he did I'm weird original shit. original Terminator, personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It was the best. It was the first time we'd done it. And, you know, Jana was, it's like, arguing one. with me it's that T1 is the, like, I don't know, the home of all the one-liners. And I'm like, no, that's, like, Commando. That's, like, this one. Like, this one, they're just throwing in one-liners for fun. Like, that's probably... They oh, took yeah. The well, script, this is, this the... is Arnold as James Bond. Right. That's what we're doing here. Like, we're like, no one's ever going to make Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're, nobody's ever going to let him play James Bond. But we can make our own spy movie, and we'll just put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think I said the same thing. Like, this same movie, um, I was trying to say with um, uh, Tom Cruise would have been a wholly different movie. Like, if the joke is that we have Arnold Schwarzenegger doing the tango and we have Arnold Schwarzenegger doing X. Where, um, Jana, uh, when I was like, you know, the short little action guy, she's like, um, oh, it's the guy from Taxi. I was like... Danny DeVito. Yeah, I'm like, no, not Danny DeVito. <laughs> that would have been a fucking badass true lies, though. I now want to see Mission Impossible played by Danny DeVito. Yes! It would have been a perfect follow-up from Twins. Yes. They yeah. missed the boat on Danny that one. Danny DeVito as Mission Impossible. Just too much CGI. And anything as long as it, Tom I mean, Arnold I actually isn't loved Tom the Arnold in this movie. Yeah. It was one of the no. first times I ever saw Tom Arnold in something. I was like, oh, he can be good in things. But uh, you could replace him with Danny DeVito, and I'd be okay with that, oh too. Oh, my God, that would have been so good. <laughs> actually, his best line is when um, Arnold dismisses uh, Simon, and he's just like, he says something like, just fuck off, and he shoots the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the one time I'm just like, oh, my God, that was, like, inspired. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, we're going to get to the film. I want to throw out one more thing about Cam- James Cameron. I didn't know that he did Rambo First Blood Part Two. That, because the, when he, when hmm. she in this, she says, oh, my God, I married Rambo. I thought, oh, that's funny. But then I looked, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, not only did he do, like, I He think directed this- it? Yeah, he did. Um or wait, let's see. He wrote three screenplays oh. simultaneously: Terminator, Aliens, and Rambo. Yeah, he that did, was I, a good say, I don't think he directed it, but he wrote it, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're right. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to like you know. I just want to make sure because I feel like that's something I should know. No, you would feel kind of crazy. And, and you know me, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> but um, no, that was actually directed by a badass motherfucker by the name of George Pan Casamados. Oh yeah, George Casamatos, <laughs> the guy who directed uh, Cobra, uh, Cobra, yes, and exactly. Tombstone. You got it, yeah, Leviathan. Oh, tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this. So, um, I'm going to start with Lee instead of you, Hercules, because Lee is the one who is just like, we need to do True Lies so we can have Hercules back on. Versus hell you, yeah, versus you bringing it up as your movie. So, Lee, give us the rundown. This obviously means something to you, and it obviously made you think of having C-130 back on, so give us the goods. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah? You liked it? He's like, it was fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, was, yeah, it was fun. You know, in terms it was of fun. my movies, I put it on a list. Of movies. What, li- what list was that? No, that was me being you. I put it on a list. Oh, oh okay. It, it, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was number seven. I thought it was good. <laughs> It was really good. 
I thought it was very good. Um, it was, yeah. It may be one of it. You know, I I wanted to say like I I didn't know James Cameron did this either, and I was like, whoa, James Cameron is the first voice I see, or the first uh, the first um, name, one of the first names I see, and I'm like, whoa, he did this, and then it was incredibly funny, and I was like, yeah. To, I was like, is this the funniest movie that he's done? But I, I don't know anything about movies to to know that. So I was going to ask you guys if this is the funniest one in his filmography or not. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, is it the only comedy? I guess, because, I mean, I don't know, some people would say T2 is a fairly humorous movie. Oh, yeah. There's there are funny liners. moments. Yeah. Uh, but this is, like, this is in Cameron's, like... I still I consider this a great movie. I think I I don't feel like he had a dip, but this is right between you know this is the movie he does between T two and Titanic. So like, in comparison to the success of those two movies, I don't remember how well this movie did. I'm sure it did fine, but I'm sure no matter what, it was a disappointment by comparison. You know what I mean? Well, I'll pull that up really quickly. Sixty nine percent tomato meter, seventy six audience. Um, so people loved it, and it was fresh. Yeah. It just I feel I feel like even when I saw it. I was. I definitely don't have a boner for this film. So, but when I saw it, I was like, "Well, that was funny." I mean, I remembered certain things so well, like the the Jimmy the Curtis hotel room stuff, and oh god, and and Simon uh, pissing his pants and his little dick and all that stuff. That's the shit that stuck with me over decades. Yeah. See, I think I think the thing is, is that it's a great movie, and I think the only thing that kind of lets it down is stuff in the end of the third act. But otherwise, like, this is a phenomenal movie, and neither one of those two gentlemen need to hang their head in shame. Yeah. No. Well, this I think brilliant. if this movie ends when the nuclear bomb goes off and that's the climax, you're fine. And you could then just cut, to do the hard cut to the end of the movie. Like, you don't need that whole bit with the... Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, But I yeah. think that also is... That also kind of feeds into this whole... This is proto-Michael Bay. This is, like, yeah. right before Michael Bay broke out... James Cameron came and did the top, the best Thank Michael Bay you. movie. It's why and that's I was thinking is. it was a Michael Bay movie. Exactly. I'm, right. right. It's, it's a little bit, like, oh, it's yeah. a little bit Michael Bay and it's got that face, uh, John Woo face off thing where it's like it a little does. too long. It's got like an extra action sequence. It, it didn't need at the end. The and whole stuff. thing about the daughter jumping onto the Harrier. I'm like, right. No. Right. And then that's the boat chase on. at the end of face off. You're like, why am I watching a boat chase? <laughs> right. And he racks his balls and then finds a machine gun. I'm like, no, we've gone too far. <laughs> um, I would say, now, I've got a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Mm-hmm. I went and saw it in the theater. I would say this time watching it and trying to be, like, objective, it's definitely got a, like, a weird pacing thing going mm-hmm. on where you they, they hit the main plot right at the beginning, and then they take a break for, like, an hour and do stuff with Helen, the but they movie. never cut back and forth to, like, let <laughs> you know what's going on with the bad guy and Tia Carrere. There needed to be some, like, inner cutting, because then it's, like, all of a sudden, right as that ends, then we just, like, they come back into the movie. They literally, like, kick the door in on the hotel room and charge back into the movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, the plot is here. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I love it. Um, all right, well, let's jump to Jenna. Your first time? Yes. Yeah. And I have to say in this context, it's a little weird because it was, well, it was difficult for me to watch this movie at moments for two reasons. One is being a woman. I don't think I can count how many times Tom Arnold said ditch the bitch. And oh, yeah. those types well, also of... Also Bill Paxton's whole character, right? Like... <laughs> well, yeah, but you expect that. There's, I mean, that character exists in all worlds, but Tom Arnold's... Like, just the ways that he talked about women 
living. Yeah, constantly. talking about his ex-wives and stuff. Pretty rough. Some of the the ways that like the way that they built Jamie Lee Curtis's character where she was kind of feeble and awkward in most contexts until every once in a while she threw a really good punch. Uh, the way that they tried to make Tia Carrere hot but not too hot so Jamie Lee Curtis could be the hot one um, were a little tricky for me. Good luck, like right? They I made mean, things on. that were funny but like not as funny as I wanted them to be. And then the other thing that was weird is that I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that this was just six years before 9-11. Oh, totally. Like this was a terrorist Oh, yeah, there's plot. so much stuff in here you can't do in a, like in a post-9-11 world. Like <laughs> It was kind of nutty that that was like, that, that this was a thing and the way that they were talking about things, it just kept, it. well, it kept, those aspects of it kept pulling me from the, from the illusion of the movie, along with that stupid final plane scene that like really the bomb goes through the building and right into the helicopter. Exactly. That's garbage. (laughs) No. Now what I would say is this, we thought pre nine 11 that a terrorist event would be like this. It would be a Brown guy in fatigues getting a nuke and doing something right. to an American city. We had and no always idea. there would be a video first. Like, you would get a right. warning and, yeah, we and have, like, have time to stop them. We had no idea that they could steal a fucking commercial airline like and all smash the plane, it into one of Like all buildings. the plane takeovers in the early 80s. Right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They, they land somewhere and everybody's all dramatic about it. And we need more fuel or we're going to kill Jimmy. And Passenger 57 jumps up and punches somebody and everybody thinks he's Arsenio Hall. And Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's what I expected. I never expected 9-11. But there were it was it was funny and fun at moments. They made Arnold very likable. Yeah, very likable. If only because he was oh, constantly <laughs> next to he Tom does Arnold. Like, I, like I love Arnold in this and stuff. But it's like he does totally like just like commit crimes and waste government assets and also like mentally traumatize his own wife and like totally yes. And you know what? I caught that scene. The scene where he's like interrogating her. Like, I feel like he, this whole movie would have been different and he would have buried her if she would have said, yes, I had sex with Simon. But there's that moment of truth where he's like, did you do it? She's like, no. And she loses her shit. And they had to make it this big thing where she breaks the window and shit. Because, like, that's the thing. As long as your cheating spouse didn't actually cheat, it's okay to jump back on board. And, you can forgive them if they right. didn't actually go the full, but never if they cross the line. Right. There's no turning back. Line. Yeah. Um, you know, a little penetration there, and the whole thing would have been a completely different movie. It's like, all right, we're sending her to Cuba. <laughs> we'll show her what a good time looks like. Yeah. All right, so uh, did we cover, Did uh, does everyone feel like they said, because I got yours, Hercules, I think, you know, you saw this in the theater. It meant something to you. It's hilarious. You've known it through time. You're finally critical of it a little bit, and you can get the thing. Yeah. We liked it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I liked it. Yeah. And you know me, I'm I'm uh, just if Arnold's in something, I'll watch it and I'll like it. Um, for him, he'll always be Terminator first and probably Terminator last. I was gonna ask mm. you guys where you thought Harry Tasker ranked, like against Dutch and Matrix, John oh, Matrix, and and uh, the T one, the T T eight hundred, and like where That's do you think this character question. falls? That's a great That's a good question. question. We'll start, is he a character? Let's start. Let's start with Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so Jenna, you've got the choice between the Terminator guy, the Predator guy, which I don't know if you've seen Predator, 
the commando guy, which you did see. That's yeah. Yes. I think I've seen enough. It's yeah. I hear it too. Um. I, I think it partly has to do with the fact that he's an FBI or whatever agency agent, and so they flip his name back and forth between Tasker and Fisk or Frisk something. Rinquist, Harry Rinquist. Yes, <laughs> but really, I just—he's Arnold the whole damn movie. He doesn't get a character. He he's nineties Arnold he's at this charming, point. He's like he's kindergarten 90s cop Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> yes, he doesn't get to be a distinct character, so it doesn't even it doesn't anywhere touch the the character he was in Terminator and Terminator Two. To tell you where the tone is here, my wife came in on a scene and thought I was maybe watching Jingle All the Way. You know what I mean? Like, because there's the, like, there's the hus- there's the kind of, like, husband-wife drama and there's mm-hmm. Arnold in a suit with a coat and he's running around chasing a brown guy. And I, you don't know. I mean, it could have been Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Okay, so I'll take the character from um, uh, from Predator. Uh, what's his name? Dutch. Dutch. Dutch is my number one Arnold character and I think he could actually defeat all the other ones, including the T-1000. Hmm. I uh, I, I kind of like the juxtaposition because they, they kind of paint him as this like superhuman spy and I can't be the only one who wondered if he said all the other languages in Zurich at that party with a, a weird accent like an Austrian accent, you know what right. I'm saying? I was like, I wonder if he... When he comes out and he tells the guy... Uh, you know, where's the John? I need to take a piss. Mm-hmm. There's a little caption right under it that says "perfect Arabic." Like it comes yeah. up. I <laughs> like, love that. Yeah, they made a point to tell you that he's saying "piss," but in a per- like in perfect Arabic. That's a great like, that's, catch. that's pretty funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was just like, I wonder if if, if you can just hear his Austrian accent through every language he said, and uh, I don't know. I think he. It's 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 weird because he does all this stuff and he's really lighthearted and relaxed and then you kind of get this air of tension when he comes home and he's like navigating the perilous waters of domestication and uh, it's hilarious right because it's like he like he doesn't remember his ring his his buddy has to square him up before uh, he comes right. home right. you remind know? him to uh, like give his daughter a present he doesn't understand yeah. why he's giving him a present he's like what is this for your kid you know you were on a trip you bring your kid a thing <laughs> I'm a better dad yeah. than you yeah <laughs> Tom Arnold, and then Jamie Lee Curtis give like... your bitch daughter this gift <laughs> And then Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I sleep with the plumber to knock off a hundred bucks and he doesn't even notice it. It's like, it's kind of like, it kind of goes to complacency. Think of it this way. I like that bit. He killed 16, no, 18 people um, at the first thing. And then he gets home and he can't even get the covers from his wife. Like he's just trying to pull on him a little bit because he wants to be warm and Uh, he becomes just useless as a mm, spouse. uh, I'm gonna say T the T eight hundred is the better is the better killer, but I think that like if you made John Matrix and Dutch and Harry aware that you were they were fighting a cybernetic organism, they'd all have a shot at bringing him down. But I like John Matrix the best. Well, I was gonna because say I John think Dutch he like took down somebody who could take down the T eight hundred. Yeah, the Predator. Yeah. I mean, I just think I mean Dutch is Dutch. I mean you can't touch Dutch, but I think I'm gonna give it to John Matrix because the power rock at the end of that movie was better right. than anything and That's fair. That's fair. 
Okay, well, let's um, circle around. Oh, don't go ahead, Nurse Gillies. No, I I think I agree as far as my favorite, I think, or who I think is the best. It's probably Dutch. But weirdly, as I was watching this one, I think I'd put Harry a little above John Matrix just because he's an equally good killing machine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's a better pun maker, and he makes better jokes, and he's funnier. So I think i got to give him the edge because he can <laughs> kill good, but he can also do the best, like... He's peak Arnold in this. He's really slaying his leg. He's doing his rom-com thing and his action thing both. Mm. I don't think he ever does it better. I don't think he ever blends them better. Mm. Another thing... Another thing, James Cameron is a class act. Because I I prefer it when they cast a woman who's actually, like, roughly the same age as the the male actor, the protagonist. Yeah. Like, I hate it when I see a movie and there's, like, a girl who's, like, half Tom Cruise's age, like, in the preview. Like, I watched American Hustle, I think it was called. I don't remember. No, not American Hustle. That one where he's, like, a drug smuggler. And I was like, dude, that chick is, like, you could almost be her granddad, Tom. Listen, I'm not mad at you. You know, as long as it's consensual, but... It's Tom's yeah. I, uh, I remember in the 90s, it being like, oh, check it out, 20 years later, because this was like Jamie Lee Curtis' renaissance time. She was in H2O around now, and, you know, these last these couple years were big for her. It and it was, was like, check tips. out Jamie Lee. She's in her yeah. 40s, and she still got it. And fucking, I watched the Ryan Johnson Knives Out trailer, and I was like, she's in her 60s, and she still got it. Like, she, can, she can get it. <laughs> Yeah. Now she's now she looks like an angry gender studies teacher. Oh no way! With the short white hair and no, I'm into it. No comment. I love it. <laughs> I knew Lee texted me right when the, hit the, he was just starting the movie, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, Liza Dushku's in this boner time." And I was like, "Well, fourteen year old Just wait a few minutes and then say that this too. is quite literally the opposite of what happened." <laughs> I mean, he knows it. This no, is quite actually, literally the opposite. This of is what the joke this we is have ghost back to in Commando. a nutshell. Because I'm like, yeah, yes. you remember Commando? I'm like, what's her name? She's pretty cute. And you're, I think it was actually Herskles that called me. He's like, no, dude, in this, she's like, she's like 12. And I'm like, God the, damn yeah. it. It's not what I meant. I was 12 when this came out. I don't know. It was just a terrible That's right. Moment, it was appropriate but... for you to have a crush on Eliza Dushku. Oh, I mean, at I, I, T. I mean, Tia Carrera, man. Holy shit. I mean, she was in that elite uh, list in my spank bank. I mean, I had socks collecting more DNA than 23andMe. And, and this was and when I was a kid. Like, big role outside of Wayne's World that I can think of. Like, yeah. Like, definitely her yeah, biggest. Exactly. That's where she yeah. showed up. I was yeah. Wayne's World. Yeah. That? Party on. Excellent. And she's getting the big record deal, and she's all fine. And she was in that Hawaiian Disney movie. I don't remember the name. Lilo and Stitch. Moana. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know Disney movies. You're but uh, you know, I mean, she was hot. <laughs> I mean, and she, you know, she her mannerisms. She doesn't look like this person, but her mannerisms are like exactly uh, Faye Dunaway. Like her mannerisms were like scary. I just watched Network the other day with Faye Dunaway in it. And, yeah, like, that's fair. I can her man, her mannerisms are like exactly the same. I was like, oh my god, I want to have sex with you, nineteen nineties Tia Career. <laughs> I will do anything. I don't know. I bet, to I bet my thirteen-year career is pretty hot still. Wait, what year are we talking about? She was ninety-four, so, so 94. I, I would have been 
I was 11. I, I actually... Yeah, was I was 11 because I, I had to have an adult to see this in the theater. I'm just trying to think of who I had the super hots for in 94. Christina Applegate, was it, remember? Was it Kirsten Dunst then, or is she still too young? Ooh, Kirsten Dunst was no, she is too like young. 99, 2000. Okay, well, shit. Dude, dude what's up with you and underage girls? I'm, t- I'm tired of this. Where, you where's know, the every FBI? every girl we're talking about is above age now, so fuck you. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one that just the other day was like talking about how you liked Elle Fanning when she was younger. So I don't even want to hear. I don't it. know. I don't know who Elle Fanning is, but if she's hot, <laughs> let me know. Okay, let's get to our favorite scenes. Um, I'm going to start with Hercules. You get to, uh, as our guest, get going. Oh, steal awesome. The best fucking scene. I get to steal the best scene. I feel like it's a race to just talk about all the scenes with I Bill Paxton really in them. Is. But, but yeah, you know that my favorite scene is, is you already teased it. It's on the, it's their, you know, the confrontation with Simon on the top of the dam and his whole speech about how he has to lie to women to get laid. And I don't (laughs) score much. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. He's like, would a spy piss himself? Like, he's like, he won't, he won't turn around. It's like, you're going to shoot me. That whole, I mean, oh, he's so good in this. Bill Paxton is so good at being a scumbag. He's he's amazing in this. Oh my god! The best part of that is the way um, Arnold and um, what's his face? They were like Tom Arnold. Yeah, Tom Arnold. <laughs> they were seriously going to get him further. Like they were going to fuck with him more. They were going to make his life miserable. And because yeah. he was so pathetic, he's just like, <laughs> just go. He's like, just just run away. Just like go away. Like they were done. They were done. Like they were going to do more stuff. And he's like pissing himself and talking about his little dick. And he's just. They're like, no more. Even that thing. They're like, like, you know what? Wanna... You've had enough. Yeah. I just can't hack it. <laughs> you, you he was like, even really like, adds... he was like getting in front of him as he's trying to walk away from him. And that's, of course, that part where Tom Arnold's just like, dude, fuck he's off. He's shooting the ground. Yeah. So good. It's you so funny. You know what funny. adds to it is like the trailer on t- first and the fact that he's a sleazy used car salesman. And then on top of that, like, it's his haircut and that, like, 80s mustache. The whole thing, the, oh, the takedown of him at the trailer, like, with the way they bust it, like, take the whole end off of his trailer. And I love he tells her it's, like, a safe house. But you know that's just where he fucking lives. He ain't yeah. got no other house. Like, that's the, I just love all his stupid lies and shit. But, like, the way they catch him. And, of course, it's, like, the looks as bad as it could possibly look. Like, they caught him mid-penetration, you know? And they, like, <laughs> you see the, you can see Arnold's crazy eyes even behind the ski mask. Like, you can see his weird face. <laughs> Plastic wine glasses. Yeah. You stay classy, Bill Paxton. Rest in peace, sir. Oh, my God. So good. I get mad every time I watch a Bill Paxton movie that he passed because that's, so, like, I just think of all the great Bill Paxton roles we were robbed of. It's it's brutal. I mean, the first, I don't know. It's so funny because I never watched these kind of movies, which I feel like he shows up enough that I literally, the first note that I wrote for True Lies is Matthew and Lee are covert Bill Paxton fans. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty like, as charged. But I remember him as, like, in all of these, like, straight-laced kind of upstanding roles. Like, him in Twister. I think that's the yeah, first late, movie I remember late seeing him Bill in. Paxton, where, he's like, where even when he was playing a, a polygamist, he was like, you're like, I kind of like this guy. Right, <laughs> he's the dude with reason. And so seeing him in this, and is it after or before Dark? What was that vampire movie near that dark. we were going to... Near Dark. Like, where <laughs> he's a crazy fuck. Dark. You know, it was, it was around Dark. It's like before Sunrise. Julie Delpy gets <laughs> murdered by Bill Paxton. Yeah. Um... But yeah, 
He was creepy in this. He was creepy as hell in this. Do you ever see that movie with him? Um, he was he was a cop in a small town, and um, Angelina Jolie's ex husband, the old guy, he was a creepy criminal, and he was coming to the small town for some reason, and eventually, creepy old guy. What's his name? Come on, Fargo. Billy J- Billy Bob Thornton. Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton ends up like murdering the fuck out of Bill Paxton. Did you guys see that one? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. We'll look it up. It's good. <laughs> There's a great Bill Paxton movie, also Billy Bob Thornton, uh, A Simple Plan. Yeah. They're great. Is that the one with the stolen money and the... Yeah, they find yeah. like a down plane with a bunch of money in it. Yeah. And, you know, they're just like a bunch of dumb guys trying to like make it work. It's a good suspense movie, though. Oh, it had Asians in it, huh? Kind some, of thriller. Some dumb yeah. guy. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's uh, move on to Jenna. Get your favorite scene out there. My favorite scene was the endless choice in and out the mall and back again that included the motorcycle and the horse. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, it was too far. The elevator in, or the, the horse in the elevator, too far. Oh, the old lady who gets the, the tail in her face. <laughs> right, so good. right. All of the things. Say something. But there was just something it's a about... Animal. <laughs> like it's it a beautiful animal. It's a fine animal. It's a fine animal. It was a really lovely combination of comedy and ridiculousness and action all at the same time. And it kind of made me cheer for the bad guy a little because he successfully landed the... You know, crotch rocket in the pool what on the road. That jump was so crazy. The... You were just like, "Hell yeah, that's badass!" Right? I, You're I like, "You that. win!" I mean, yeah, that guy's the best. That yeah. guy should be the hero. Totally. Yeah. Till later on, when he like, <laughs> when you like, make True Lies in 2019, it is about an overzealous ICE agent, Harry Tasker, <laughs> who's like chasing down a poor immigrant. That dude accusing him of crimes he's not committing, and then oh <laughs> trying to God, throw him in detention. Wrote it. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, great scene. Jenna. Yeah, and wow. I agree. Yeah. He was a hero at that point. I'm like, he made it to the pool. Fuck you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You suck. And it was the cleanest well, It's one of those things like, he did scene. enough work, he deserves to get away. He earned it. Like, yeah. You know totally. what's funny? Is uh, when he was ramping up the horse, I didn't remember what happened. And I'm telling Jenna, I'm just like, pfft. Give me a fucking break. Horses are too smart to do that. They'd stop, make the guy flip <laughs> over the horse. And like, fuck this stupid scene. Oh, and then the horse did it. I'm like, okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I ran into a moral dilemma because of my personal experiences. And, you know, they don't really identify him as like a Shia or a Sunni. And I'm like, do I I refer to him as like Arabian Knights or Jihadi John or, uh, you know, a Haji? I didn't know. Then you find out his name's Crimson Jihad, so you just can't probably do. I'll just call him Red for the but for my purposes. Crimson, which is really dramatic, and jihad. So it's kind of like they could be like uppity Persians. They're not Persians. They're jihadists from Iraq. So in the movie, they explain to you that ancient Persia is in these areas, and there's a difference. Well, long story short, there's a difference between Sunni and Shia. I would think Shia, but I can't show. I can't prove it because they don't give you enough information. Oh. 
But oh, she. Because back then it didn't matter. It didn't <laughs> yeah. really care. It was like, right. nope, that's a brown dude from a yeah. foreign land. He's the bad guy. <laughs> totally, yeah. we didn't he, know. He's got a receding hairline. Like, it's just yeah. my art history background that made me irritated that they had multiple copies of the Ishtar Gate in her, like, store or whatever. I was like, seriously, there's no Ishtar Gate there. There's one of those and it's in a museum, bitches. Totally. <laughs> like, it's just a thing that they thought people would kind of recognize, maybe. So they copied I, it for the thing. Another thing I thought was interesting was that there were some things that were very prescient, you know, like the the DOD was looking for an enemy after the Cold War, you know, because the battle about containment or not. And do we draw down and quit taxing the American people and if inflating for for infinity for to fund the warfare state? And then and then people were looking to the Middle East, especially neoconservatives. And then the biometrics in the beginning, like, give you know, they do their eyes, their hands. Sure. It's, I thought that was the, hilarious because uh, she had a gun on them. And I'm like, yeah. I would not trust technology and at that time. And do you get the she sees them every day? Right. I would yeah. like, be like, even if it's a fake, like, I just wouldn't trust the computer to get me in. I'd be like, yeah. these are 90s computers. The, the opening sequence in the in the mansion, that was a Windows 3.1 in Arabic. So I'm just like, no, Windows 3.1 would crash. And you'd be dropped into DOS, and nobody would know how to get back into Windows if you didn't know how to type the magic W-I-N to get back in. I'm like, no, <laughs> no biometrics for me. I'd be like, listen, take my blood every day, whatever you need to do, but I'm not basing my well-being on computers. Matthew, I understood what you said because it was in English, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, people listening will, and God damn it. That's how I, I felt about what you were saying, Lee. So we're like in a okay, club. Good. We're in a club good. of isolated <laughs> Sects of information Talk about that ultrasounds of the heart. C one thirty. Go. Oh, she uh, love you till the morning's light. All right, Lee. I think you're up. Favorite scene. Well, you already know. Oh, don't and steal I, mine. I will preface don't, this scene. Don't steal I, my scene. I I know exactly where I was when I saw this movie. I remember. Okay. I was like, not. I was ten. Okay. Turning eleven, but I was ten, was, and uh, I had a really religious grandmother. Okay, and she never watched anything other than Christian anything or listen. And uh, I asked her to take me to this movie because it was rated R. Yeah, and she did, and she never complained once. This is my good guys. This is my good guys wear black for you. Do it. Yes. And uh, it's it's uh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis when she's got a she oh. believes that in order to avoid imprisonment for her for her poor choice in in spooks that uh, she's got to go seduce this arms dealer and uh, I'll never forget the way I mean I was smiling like a fat kid in like a cake tree I mean I was smiling when I watched this. And I was smiling like that now. I felt like I was 10 all over again, but, you know, masturbating at this time. Yeah. And, uh, back, at, yeah. back at age seven, now you, looking you at those what National that Geographics. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Jamie Lee Curtis doing the naughty dance. Well, I was going to say, at, I think I saw this day. well before. I had never seen Halloween. I had never seen Prom Night. You know what I mean? Like, I hadn't yeah. seen any of her Scream Queen stuff when I saw this. Yeah, me neither. And it was, I mean... Like you said, she was in her forties. She had her renaissance. I mean, I mean, she has ample assets in her acting prowess. She was, she was and uh, I really, appre- I really appreciated 
the way that she uh, they they made her look like because you know I mean you guys know when you get married you get complacent you know time makes us complacent right complacent is the little enemy that kind of finds an in every time you know and she gets complacent she gets caught up and then she like has this come to Jesus moment where she's looking in the mirror and she's got this really like mom trying to be hot dress on and her hair looks yeah, horrible. That dress. What is with that dress? <laughs> I, it's like you're like, what are you doing? The it was horrible like, that dress. dress. I knew that dress was going going in the can. Yeah, Jenna knew. Jenna's like, oh my god, she's only wearing that because it's going to get ripped up, and she's then going to look hot. And I'm like, I'm not even spoiling this. Like, good on you. It was so clear that dress was not for anything but being destroyed because it was fucking hideous. It was terrible. Dress sexy. Well, it had those weird arm poofs. What was that? Yeah. And the well, collar. Well, then she did the thing to her hair. That surprised me, but didn't surprise me because I knew that was her look. Yeah. But that she'd yeah. have, like, that was, was kind of weird that she would have the wherewithal to do that. Her hair was horrible. You know, people put chemicals into that water to make the plants last longer, and then she's got that all over her scalp. And I'm Conditioner. Sure, That's such a you thing. No, the to say the to weird shit that she put they they put it in the water in the vases. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Do you get the get it? It's conditioner, you know. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> all I'm saying is it's gross. Makes your hair silky smooth. Don't no, question it. No, they put stuff like in plant the water. Proteins. Plant protein. Plant exactly. protein. So yeah. she would smell. It makes your hair thicker and fuller. She would have smelled like Stephen King in Creep Show. She would have smelled pl- just oh, that like she would have smelled just girl. like it. Excellent yeah. reference. Oh, me Excellent your shit. Reference. And I wouldn't I have liked it. I hope a listener gets that he didn't get what I got. That he got. That he didn't get. That I got. That I he still got, don't get that it. He didn't yes. get that. He didn't okay. get what I got because I got what he's saying. But it, the joke is, it's conditioner. You know. I like it. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's my turn. Come on. You guys didn't steal. Don't overthink it. You didn't steal my favorite scene. It's my turn. I can't believe it. So I really, it, Lee's favorite was the... The like, sexy dance. The sexy dance. Yeah. I, that was almost whole... my favorite scene. It was hilarious. My favorite scene. I like when to... she fell I down. love when she cleans his clock with the phone. When he's all That's right. Yeah. 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 It's all romantic. Because he thinks the like... Whole I don't thing. know. Does he think she figured it out or something? No. He's all kissing her like she should like it. And then he gets drilled with that phone. It was phone. really <laughs> dumb. But I thought she would have to be like, those are my husband's lips. So he's like, right. right. Know, I can't on. believe that she didn't recognize his kiss. That's weird. And not to also, mention, she, she didn't, didn't open recognize her eyes. his giant frame sitting in that chair. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Yeah. He's yeah. humongous. He, You're right. The Incredible Hulk has a, a very soft, feminine French voice. <laughs> yeah. And she wouldn't know that a recorder was the human in the room with her. Right. Like, it, technology I, I, I was just that not he there. He knew her well enough that he knew he would have to correct her dancing. He tells her to dance totally. and she starts to do a oh, stupid yes. dance. And he's like, no, no, no. Dance sexy. And he that had to write that in, which means he knew she would start doing that weird hand job. Elaine. Yeah, she was doing like the barrel roll. Yeah. The barrel roll. Elaine. Yeah. She was so lame. Okay, so I'm so happy. Literally, I thought I always think my favorite scene in a movie is everybody's favorite scene, and that happens on Cinema Machine like almost every time, except like the one out of seventy times that somebody stole my favorite scene. Anyway, mine's so easy. He's on the fucking truth serum. And he, the guy's just like, oh. yeah, it's just the best fucking scene. That was like it, my second best. It's that like was going to be my next one. Now i got to think of other shit to say. Yeah, it's in movie history. <laughs> it's one of the best scenes. He's like, so what's like what, what's going to happen? He's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, and the guy says in particular, he's like, 
tell me exactly how that's going to happen. And he does it. He's just like, first I'm going to use you as a human shield. Then I'm going to kill that guy. Within, he specifically knows the name of the metal weapon on the tray. And then I'm going to probably snap your neck. (laughs) He's just like. It was beautiful. The dude looks down and he's just like, whoa, how's that going to happen? He's like, because the handcuffs. I picked them. And of course, he's got his arms free. And it happens just like he said. And I'm like. Oh, it made my heart sing. And it exactly holds the guy to him as a human shield, but he didn't have to because he was fast enough to grab that fucking thing off the off the tray and kill the fuck out of that dude. Snaps his neck. Guy comes in. He kills him with a... Oh, God, he does the best thing. He takes, like... He takes, like, a crowbar, and he, like, oh, right underneath the guy's fucking like rib Like, gets cage. it under the ribs, yeah. yeah. And he does, like, a double up to make sure the guy's, like, fucking disemboweled bleeding out. I was like... And then she is just sitting there going like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I think it was somewhere around that point where she's like, "No, it was only and then when he, he does." It's right after moms. that when he steps outside too, where he does the thing where he steps on the board and kicks the gun up, and she blows yeah. those guys away. That's when I was like, "Okay, he's John Matrix level." I, I yeah. was like, "I'm not sure can he kill as good as John Matrix, but he can." Yeah, yeah, that was that was totally my jam. That whole scene up to that point, he kills a few more people, and she says, "I married John Rambo" or whatever. And I was like, "Oh." Cool. It's funny that she's the best. so surprised, whereas he's not surprised at all when she's just, like, hauling with her fist, just, like, knocking the shit out of people. She does that multiple times in front he of her. Gets and he's just like, all right. Yeah, but she really, I mean, he knows that he can do that. Mm-hmm. She's surprised at him because she doesn't know that he can do that. But he seems like, of course she can do that. No big deal. Which is weird. because she hits him. <laughs> That's the part we don't see. <laughs> He's a battered husband. He's a battered husband. I shouldn't laugh at that, but that was funny. That was one of the first that- times that he's like, oh my god. But I agree with you. It may be that he's always around such badasses that once his wife steps up to the plate, he's just like, well, sure. We're all like that. Like, he expected his daughter to be a better person, too. The 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 best kill, in one of the best kills in that sequence that you mentioned is... Um, after he comes outside, there's two fairly... They wrote it just so they could shoot it, right? And uh, there's two fairly large gentlemen that come to accost him, and they both are bearing knives. And Arnie, like... Mm-hmm. Yes! Uh, Arnie, Arnie kills the first one with the first guy's knife, and then takes the second guy's knife and guts the other one. And I was like, oh, yeah. Matthew that, exclaimed yeah, nice. in joy when that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that leads to my second favorite scene, which I'm going to hold on to and hope you guys don't steal. So fully back, Herskles. Number two. Well, I like I said, I thought you could kind of stole my second favorite scene, but not really because it's the same part, but it's right before that. I actually like the truth serum, but I love the interaction with him and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, sure. That's got to be that whole like her kind of like asking him questions and him having to admit to so many things and like that leads up to that great, you know, did you ever kill anybody? Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> it was one of the best lines And he's like, oh, they're going to kill us and they're probably going to chop our heads off or they're going to burn us alive. Or they'll just leave us here and let the nuclear bomb kill <laughs> us. All that stuff, but like the kind of, you know, the emotion of he got to have his scene where he interrogated her and now this was her turn. Good call. You know, oh, I like to that. To turn it back on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I think my favorite line of the whole thing is, "But they were all bad." I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Didn't that's it? such a great line. That's like a trailer line. I swear that was a trailer line. Nice. <laughs> all right, Jenna. Oh, my second favorite scene. 
you know, it kind of kills me because of what I started the episode with in terms of like the way the women are treated. But I have to say that my second favorite was when Jamie just like knocks the crap out of Tia Carrera's jaw in the limo at the very end. She drills her too. She really does. She just like destroys her and it was pretty beautiful. There's a big women MMA thing right now. I think it's okay for women to punch women. Oh, I like it. Hell yeah. We're one night out of uh, the two-weight champ, Amanda Nunes, just defended, just kicked Holly Holmes' head clean off. (laughs) I mean, they screwed it up with it taking like 10 hours for her to get out of the limo. For some reason, she just couldn't grab his hand. But she punched the crap out of Tia Carrera. I've watched enough forensic files that if you bash somebody's head in with a bottle of champagne, they're going to die. Oh, yeah, oh, like, the fact right. that she woke up from that, like, she hit her twice and the bottle didn't break. That means she caved her skull in. <laughs> yeah, Matthew exactly. said that exact thing. Yeah. Because he's watched every single episode of Forensic Files. Don't say that anymore. Let he's that gonna sink get in. Every single Yeah, it's like 350 episode episodes. Plus FBI files. He knows all but the see, things. But see, Mahersky's didn't, and he knows that fact as easily as I do. The bottle didn't break. (laughs) Skull was bashed in. Tierra Carrera was not getting back up. That was it. No. Though I did like to watch her fly off the fucking end into the water and die. Yeah. Things blow up in this movie that shouldn't blow up ever. Like uh, (laughs) Like snowmobiles into a tree. A U-Haul touching water. Yeah, <laughs> Michael that didn't yeah. make any sense at all. But, but this pretty. movie's got some great. I love. I miss practical explosions so much, and this yes! movie's got some amazing ones. The one where the whole pier explodes and he dives yeah. under the water, and the big explosion goes out over the water when he's swimming. That's so badass. That's it amazing. Is. That's true. <laughs> and then he keeps swimming, like he can actually see that there's still explosions above him. Like, ah, oh, damn. He was underwater. Like, I guess we have to stay under here a little longer. Yeah, yeah, totally. When he came up, he wasn't even all that winded. He's just. <gasps> Okay, so, oh, they're taking my wife. <laughs> take my wife. No, really, take my wife. All right, Lee, you're up. Please. <laughs> uh, mine's a small scene, but uh, he they're, they've called in the air support from the Marine Corps, and um, the the pilots are, t- they, they, they've been briefed that there's nuclear weapons on the vehicles on the bridge. And they've been instructed to destroy those that bridge. And the pilot, one of the pilots, correctly asks, "He's like, um, is my, are we gonna set? Is are these missiles gonna set off that nuclear weapon?" And Arnie's like, just automatically, he's like negative. And then he looks <laughs> over at uh, at Tom Arnold. He's like, I don't know. And Tom Arnold's like, I don't know. Smirk. And, and like, yes, I was that was in like, my notes too. I was like, what the hell? Probably not. <laughs> Ultimate, ultimately, whether or not it does, it's got to stop here, right? So, yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Shit. I love that. Yeah, it was a good one. Okay, well, mine's easy. My last one. Um, and this was just fun. I'm getting into the movie and, it, you know, shit's going down. We had the perfect Arabic scene. We had a little tango. But he's finally running and he's escaping from guys. And he's a really good shot. He kills a bunch of people. He's running the Dobermans. The Dobermans come at him and I'm like, oh, oh my god, because the dogs are so much faster than him and I'm like, how's this going to go down? Is he going to shoot him? Is he going to punch him? No, he takes the two dogs' skulls and he smashes them together and his one-liner is, stay. Oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, it was that- the best. And then the, it, it cuts to him running away and just so we know the dogs are okay, the dogs are just like, looking at each other like they just got hit in the head. I was like, oh. Yeah, he's got like a dazed look. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was one of the best scenes. 
That has payoff too, because um, there's a scene where the two um, the two terrorists are accosting him, and he's he's yeah, he's faking taking a leak. And uh, first of all, yeah. that that big the big guy when he comes in, that's the Terminator scene. Like if you just played the Terminator music over that scene, it's all slow mo. It comes in, it looks just like the Terminator. It's shot just like it, and then big. and then. You, yeah, and he was big, and when they get into that fight, he's getting his ass whooped, and Arnie's just like, clap, right on his ears, and he's like, oh, shit. And I was like, payoff, set up, set up, payoff. <laughs> I guarantee that big dude was just a workout buddy of Arnold's. Like, can you imagine? He's at Gold's Gym, and he's just like, you want to be in my next movie as a bad guy? And the dude's like, what? Because he was just... He had no charisma, nothing. He was just a muscle-bound weirdo. Is that the dude that you're talking about, the guy in the, the kills in the uh, bathroom? Yep, yeah. I love when that dude pulls out the straight razor, though. Because totally. I like that it wasn't a knife, it was a straight razor. That's I was like, alright, that's tight, I like that. <laughs> oh, and then he has to do the one-liner of he holds his head down in the urinal and says, cool off. <laughs> oh, the bug. I'm like, No! First off, that doesn't do anything. Like, his nose was <laughs> under the water of the urinal for, like, two seconds, and it's not cool. It's gross. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, now we get a free-for-all. Yell out your next favorite thing. Oh, wait, I got one. This one has entered the lexicon of my life. Like, I, it's a thing <laughs> I think about every time I have to change a battery. We're in the dramatic scene. The the bad guy is giving his big speech about how he's going to rain fire on one oh, American city each God. week. And the dude is sweating, re- videotaping him because we see that the battery's going down. It's almost out. And it goes off. And he misses a couple minutes. He lets dude go on for a while. How <laughs> clever then, was that? Because I was thinking, like, right, it's a little bit of tact because he's not just giving the speech to the U.S. public. He's giving it to his people. So mm-hmm. it's like you, you want to steal his fire and be like, "This is like his pump up speech." Yeah, yeah this like, is dude, like, hold yeah. on, um, battery's dead. Yeah, I was. Oh my god! But then the whole when the, his whole uh, uh, batteries. <laughs> I, I, I was think about yelling that shit. at the screen. Anytime I have to change a battery in anything, batteries. <laughs> it's probably racially insensitive, but it has stuck with me for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I was yelling at it. I'm like, tell him. Tell him it's only going to get worse for you, sir. <laughs> the way that dude, but the way that dude is sweating, it's like you, you would, because he think like the, there's a really good chance I'm going to die. Like this guy, you know, this is the kind I of thought dude he who was executes die. people for enough, shit like this. Yeah, I watched enough movies. I thought he was going down. I mean, he's going to shoot him right away and say, "Somebody else grab the camera, find a battery." But yeah, yeah. And so really, I just I love that scene, and like I said, it just kind of has stuck with me. I can't help but I think about it. Yeah, it's awesome. Really, no one's favorite was when Jamie Lee couldn't shoot the automatic weapon and it oh accidentally God. killed eight men by falling down the stairs. That was the worst scene. <laughs> in Which isn't a history. thing that can happen, right? I'm not wrong. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that was the worst scene every possible okay, way. Okay, so that brings up a couple of things I wanted to ask Lee. So first off, Lee, that was an Uzi, of course. What is the, It's a Mac-10. What is the other gun, the longer rifle? That the terrorists have. It looks badass. It's got a little bit of wood. What is it? That's an AK. Okay, that's an AK. All the wood-handled assault rifles are AKs. They used a lot of AKs. And then when he's in the mall, I don't don't think this is the same model. I'd have to watch it again. But you see the fire that comes off of that? They use that in Face Off, too. Like the mini AK. 
yeah. the shortened down AK, the fire that comes off the barrel. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's those. They are using AKs for sure in this movie. But, the only time you see an American the stairs that wasn't an Uzi. That was a Mac Ten for that sure. Was a Mac Ten. And Uzi, the Israelis are the ones who make the Uzis, and the Uzi has like a, it has a very specific kind of look from the from the from where your hand touches the receiver. That's kind of how you can tell. Also, the Mac Ten is kind of blockier. The Uzi's like made with ergonomics in mind, and the Uzi's mm-hmm. made so that you can like be like like shoulder to shoulder with someone and, and shoot somebody. Yeah. Whereas like the Mac Ten is more like. You know how 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 quickly can we rail this off for how much cheap? You know. Yeah. Cool. And then oh, I wanted I mentioned to Jenna like eight times like uh, Grand Theft Auto things, but the the Hydra, the Harrier, the Hydra, yeah, the Harrier. How cool is that? I've flown that so many times in my life on really... Grand Theft Auto. Why do you have to qualify? It? <laughs> I'm more or less an expert at flying the Harrier. Like I'm sorry. Uh, you are. You were yeah, there. Right. Lee's, clearly. Lee's watched me under fire bring that right. down slowly at an right. airstrip. And if he didn't do I marvel it, at we your were prowess. fucked. Yeah, if I didn't yeah. do it, we'd be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's I made a lot of money with that man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we I'm, were. You don't. You may not know this, but we were gods among men on the online portion for this for the highest week. And to this day, people don't. People who are good copy everything we did. That's so, true. It's true. That's that not I do even not question. I am certain of your GTA prowess. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive of that. I just don't know if it equates to, to oh, saying space. I've flown that. You'll love this. We were recently in, uh, Jenna and I went to uh, Santa Monica, and we walked from Santa Monica down to um, the canals, uh, Venice Beach, and the canals. And the whole time, <laughs> she's just like putting up with me. I played so much Grand Theft. I'm just like, I've been here so many times. And like, I know what's exactly behind that thing. It's just the dumbest exactly. experience to live through of somebody who spent too much time in a video game that's based on a place. He oh, sent boy, me a picture of that highway on the on. Is that the 101? And I was like. I know that highway. Yeah. I know. I, I know that highway. I have yeah. my car has accidentally flown off this cliff so yes. many times and into those mansions, which I know doesn't seem real, but it's real. It's real. I, I did it. It's real to me. I'm, I'm not a good. I've video invaded gamer, the police so from a yacht just off the shore here over this highway <laughs> a million times. Exactly. All right, are you guys ready for your top nine challenge? Since it's three of us tonight. Ooh. I'm going to take that as a yes. Uh, let me pull up my answer grid uh, because I don't remember. But I, I took this. I, it's 10 questions from a website because that's what I do these days. Um, I'm going to do Herskilles first, um, Lee second, Jenna third, and try to keep the math together. <sighs> okay. So Herskilles. Here we go. Ready. You ready? Okay, the boom in spy movies taking place during the Cold War can largely be attributed to the movies about the fearless and dashing British spy James Bond, Agent 007. What 1983 movie was the first Bond movie that did not use a title from an Ian Fleming book? Like the first James Bond movie that didn't use a Fleming title? Yeah, and I'll give you a multiple choice if you need it. Uh, 1983? Yep. Yeah, give me multiple choice. All right. Octopussy, Never Say Never Again, A View to a Kill, or Warhead? 
I think it's Warhead. That's what I would have said. Really? Is that actually a James Bond movie? I don't know. No, but it sounded boring. It sounded boring and not well, like a right. clever title. I guess it would be a view to a kill because of well, you, is it the view to a kill? Song. You're all wrong. It's Never Say Never Again. And let me pull up the... It's probably because that here. sounds stupid. It says... Uh, yeah, it is. Um, Never Say Never Again was directed by Erwin Keschner. He did, also did The Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Um, he scored a major coup with the return of Sean Connery. Sean Connery said after Thunderball, I will never do another James Bond movie again. And then he did. So they just decided to call it Never Say Never Again. Did he also say, this is my submarine? He said, this is my Never Say Never Again James Bond movie. He said, if your, <laughs> if your wife mouths off, it's okay to give her a crack in the mouth. Oh, give her a, <laughs> oh, give her a crack in the mouth. Oh, I love Highlanders. That's all I got. Okay, uh, let's jump to number two, and this will be... Ramirez! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ramirez. Number two, this one's for you, Leroy. Uh, Uh, John Frankenheimer's 1962 movie, The Manchurian Candidate, featured Mrs. Eleanor Shaw Islin, Angela Lansbury, as a communist double agent working to take over the U.S. government. In collaboration with her dim-witted U.S. Senator husband, her son, Raymond Shaw, Lawrence Harvey, had won the Medal of Honor during the Korean War and was key to her plan. At the same time, Marco, an intelligence officer, Frank Sinatra, who served in Korea with Shaw, was plagued by nightmares about Shaw. What's wrong with Raymond Shaw? Did he, one, commit incest with his mother? Number two, had been brainwashed? Number three, he had tortured enemy prisoners? Or number four... He had betrayed American soldiers to the Chinese. Hmm. Well, I, I, as much, as sexy as the internet says incest is, I'm going to pass on that one. Okay, cool. Um, so brainwash. I can see Angela Lansbury being like, "Yes, I'll do the incest." And then he'll uh, type about it. Beauty and the butthole. I, I know brainwashed is what he is because he's got like a trigger. So I'm going to say brainwashed just you because even though I think. Okay, yes. Yeah, you cool. got it, motherfucker. Uh, I'll read it yes. quickly. In the shot was captured, blah, blah, blah. There's some post-hypnotic suggestions triggered by the Queen of Diamonds and stuff. Anyway, yeah, you got one, buddy. Wow. Cool. He's right. a sleeper. Yeah, it's a miracle. Um, Jana, I actually made a point that I'd um, have a piece of paper tonight and take and keep track of who's winning because I always do such bad a bad job on that. So tonight I'm going to continue to do a bad job. Number three, um, Jana, in the early in sorry early in this 1965 movie, British spy Alec Lamas Richard Burton was fired by British intelligence for alcoholism. Lamas knew that. His firing was part of a British plan to take down vicious East German spymaster Munt with the help of Munt's assistant Fiedler, mm. Oscar Werner. Or was it? What movie was this? Which, based on a novel acclaimed as the best spy novel of all time in a 2006 survey. Your choice mm-hmm. is The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, The Deadly Affair, The Looking Glass War, or Tinker Taylor. Soldier spy. Uh, I don't know. D. Tinker Taylor right. Soldier Tinker Spy. Tinker Because yes. I've heard of it before. That is not true. Uh, the answer was oh. the spy who came in from the cold. 
That's a terrible title. Yeah, it's to the Cold yeah. War. Anyway, all right, fine. It's repeatedly been voted the best spy novel of all time, including in a 2006 Publishers Weekly. You know, that's that old guy who brings good the big old check. Publishers <laughs> Weekly. It's almost as exciting as Reader's Digest. Oh yeah. Author John Lacar, La Automobile, wanted to illustrate <laughs> that spies on both sides of the Cold War. Used Before to cell phones, we needed something to read on the toilet, and those <laughs> magazines were what we had. Publishers My dad degree. has books of facts, okay? They contain thousands of arbitrary facts. All right. So That's so why far, I'm so good at Jeopardy. So far, it's one to zero. No. You guys. <laughs> All right, number four. This one's for Hercules. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, this 1958 movie portrays American agent Alden Pyle, played by Audie Murphy, who's a badass, as an idealistic American trying to improve conditions in Vietnam in 1952 while resisting communist infiltration. Unfortunately, Pyle is ultimately killed by communists with the involvement of a cynical British journalist, played by Michael Redgrave, Thomas Fowler. Mm-hmm. What's the title of this movie, which featured uncredited story revisions by American CIA legend Edward Lansdale? Is it The Ugly American, The Deer Hunter, Apocalypse Now, or The Quiet American? What was the first one? Uh, the Ugly American, The Deer Hunter, Apocalypse Now, or The Quiet American? The Quiet American. That is correct. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that sounds like we the best We got line. two people with one and one with zero. Okay. <laughs> I just got an ugly look. I didn't mean it that way. I'm just trying to keep track. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. Okay, uh, number five goes to Lee. Lee in a 1965 film. British agent Harry Palmer, played by Michael Caine, figured out that a group of scientists had been exposed to a brainwashing procedure described as induction of psychoneurosis by conditioned reflex under stress. What is this film? Which ends with Palmer killing the double agent behind the scheme, his boss in British intelligence, Major Dalby, played by Nigel Green. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, you know. (laughs) I have no clue. It's either called Play Dirty. Bullet to Beijing, the Ipcrest file, or tomorrow. What were the first two? Uh, you have a choice of play dirty, bullet uh-huh. to Beijing, the Ipcrest file. You know what? File. You know what? You know. Tomorrow. You know. Fuck it. I like the sound of that. Bullet to Beijing. That's a great name, but now it's wrong. It okay. was called the Ipcrest file. It okay. was produced by that's Harry a, Saltzman. That's a gay name. That's Ip-crest? a horrible Ipcrest. Is it spelled with an I? I P C R E S S. Weird Intellectual word. property crest, little known fact, is what that was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Intellectual Clearly. Property Corporation of Retarded Existential Super no. Salmon. It is it's Super tr- Salmon. It's real. Okay. Well, anyway, um, here we go. Next one up is Jenna. Let's see. I don't want to read the same one twice. There we go. Okay. Don't be a dickhead. In 1976, uh, in a 1976 movie, CIA reader turned, whatever, oh, Turner, (laughs) Turner, uh, Robert Redford stumbled upon a secret U.S. plot, resulting in all of his co-workers being killed by a freelance spy, Hubert, played by Max von Sydow, badass, strange brew, shout out, Um, Turner's only reliable ally turned out to be Kathy Faye Dunaway a photographer whom he kidnapped at gunpoint. 
what was the name of this movie? Is it the Parallax View? Never Too Young to Die? Never Say Never Again? Or Three Days of the Condor? The Parallax View, Never Too Young to Die, uh-huh. Never Say Never Again, Three Days of the Condor. Makes me think of Trogdor. Uh, three Days of the Condor? That's right, right? Three Days of the Condor. That is right. <laughs> yes! I would give you. I saw that on Amazon. I saw that yeah. on Prime. I was like, I should watch this, but I didn't. Well, now you guys, uh, it's three questions left, one for each of you. You're tied. I don't know what's going to happen if you guys get more right. For the most part, I need one person to win one of the last three, and then I can move on with my life. There's ten questions, though, right? You could do a tiebreaker. I do, but the tenth question, uh, I'll give you the tenth question right now. In 1984's True Lies, Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) played by Harry Tesco. Yeah, we're not going to continue that. Okay, so number seven is going over to her skis. The 1959 movie Our Man in Havana starred Alec Guinness as James Wormold, a British expatriate salesman in Cuba who was recruited, recruited as a British spy. Although Wormold never actually conducted any espionage, his actions led to the murder of his friend, Dr. Hasselbacher, played by Burl Ives, an enemy spy. Wormold felt obligated to avenge this murder, but also had to deal with the corrupt local chief of police played by Ernie Kovacs. What type of products did Wormold sell? Industrial machinery, liquor, vacuum cleaners, or firearms? Uh, liquor. Liquor for the win, of course, rum. Uh, let's see. Oh. Answer is... It's no, rum. No, so... I wanted it to be liquor, too. That's what I... I have, like, the... Never mind. It was vacuum cleaners. Because that's Wormold's weird. Cleaners. Vacuum cleaner business that's was only moderately that's successful. That's a lie. Yeah, I know. It was booze. Let's go back in time and abort whoever wrote that part of the script. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> Let's go back. Like, sometimes you don't need to live a full life. You could just live <laughs> up to the point that you make a big mistake. Listen, now that I'm out of the womb, I'm pro-choice. But, you know, for him, no. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, this one's for you, Lee. Kevin okay. Costner portrays Tim Farrell, a naval hero serving as an aide to the U.S. Secretary of Defense, David Bryce, made by, played by Gene Hackman. In the 1987 movie No Way Out, Bryce and Farrell were both having affairs with Susan, Sean Young. But Bryce killed her when he learned that she had another boyfriend. Bryce then tried to blame Susan's death on a KGB mole, that is, a hidden KGB agent. <laughs> For you fucking idiots out there <laughs> reading trivia. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why would we explain what a mole is? Right, but nothing else. If you need to know what a mole is, just watch Austin Powers 3. If you <laughs> need to it. know where, what a mole is, they you're not going it. to get yeah. any of these other questions right. Codenamed. Yeah. And a codename's a secret name. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway. you're wondering what a codename Codename <laughs> vodka and cold sweaters. All right, codenamed Yuri and placed Pharrell in charge of the investigation to her death. Why was this a problem for Pharrell? First one, Pharrell had used a credit card traced to Yuri. Pharrell knew that Yuri did not exist. Bryce knew about Pharrell's ties to Susan. Or Bryce told the police that Yuri was having an affair with Susan. This is the worst question ever. Go for it, Lee. Uh, yeah. I'm like, Alex Trebek has been drinking. This is the most common <laughs> question. 
yeah. I've ever gotten on Jeopardy. You just got to choose what happened to Pharrell or Bryce. I'm sorry, Alex. Can you can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. It's going to take Alex, 20 are minutes. Are you okay up there? Are you having yeah. a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have to choose. Pharrell used a credit card. No, no. What Pharrell? was the situation? I don't understand because you kept we kept ad-libbing on the question. I don't even know. <laughs> you have to have Hold seen on. the movie. We were too busy riffing. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to know the names of the two people again. I need the, I'm, here. I got a pen and paper here. Right. You give me the question. <laughs> Kevin Costner nice. plays Tom Farrell. He's Farrell. a naval okay. hero serving as an aide. And they're and who? Who's Hackman? I'm getting there. So David Bryce is Gene Hackman. Okay, Bryce. And I'm, it's a play, It's a movie called No Way Out. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're both, both having Sean affairs okay. with Sean Young. Yeah. Okay. But Bryce killed her when he learned that she had another boyfriend. So Hackman is the Hackman. Yeah, okay. Hackman murdered her. Bryce okay. then tried to blame her death on a mole named Yuri. Named Yuri. Named Yuri. Yeah. Okay. So what? What was the cause of it? Give me the four options again. And then um, that placed Pharrell in charge of the investigation into her death because he's the investigator and yeah. he was boning her. So gotcha. here are the things: Pharrell had used a credit card traced to Yuri. The code, no. the code name major, right? Pharrell knew that Yuri did not exist. Mm-hmm. Bryce knew about Pharrell's ties to Susan, mm-hmm. or Bryce told the police that Yuri was having an affair with Susan. I'm gonna go Charlie. See, um, you think it's Bryce knew about Pharrell's lies to Susan? Pharrell, Bryce knew that Pharrell was fucking somebody else named. Okay. Uh, Bryce knew that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm just gonna stick with no. it. No, it was Bryce told the police that Yuri was having an affair with Susan. Yeah, well, that's stupid. The CIA had created a myth of Yuri for its own cynical political ends. It did not believe. Blah blah blah. Okay, cool, done. Um, so now, I'm the only hope of no. winning this quiz. You got to get it that's right. It. Oh yeah, or we have to keep going. Okay. Yeah, this is it, <laughs> Jana. Oh, you know what? And this one's easy for me. Yeah. For me. For you, which means it's not no going to be easy but for I'm me. I'm totally rooting against you. I hope you crash and burn. And That's this fair. This one's also easy. I would be rooting against me, too. This one's easy for her schoolies as well. Just, just he and I, though. This 1990 French film, written and directed by Luc Besson, featured a young female felon played by Anne Parlow. Oh, I already know. Damn it. Yeah, all three of us. This one's easy. Who was supposed Okay, to... all of you shut up, because I want to try and get it for real. Right, or su- not get it for real. Who was supposedly killed in prison. However, she was actually being retained as a high-class undercover spy and assassin with the help of Armand, Jean Moreau, and Bob. Talking about the original, not the remake, right? Right, (laughs) exactly. Chiqui Cario. What was this film which inspired both an English-language remake and a U.S. television series? Was it The Professional, Wasabi, The Fifth Element, or La Femme Nikita? It's La Femme Nikita. Ah, well, there you go. Woo! So. Did I get it? Yeah, you did. You yeah. Did. I've heard La of Femme La Femme Nikita. Nikita. I've never watched it, but I remember it from high school, Does so I knew I could win? be in range. I win! Yeah, she did it. She yeah. won. I win! Oh, my God. Hey, you can only do the Rockies theme now that you can't cheat anymore. I'm sorry, guys. I did leave the easiest question in the world for her at the end. <laughs> the I didn't easiest that question oh, in God, the world. That was a really easy question. I couldn't have answered oh. a single one of these. Not one. 
Really? Well, I guessed on that. The only one I got right I ended up guessing on, so... I mean, I, like, was using deductive reasoning, but I didn't know anything. (laughs) I took the quiz myself, and I got six out of ten, so I missed four of them. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah, and the ones I got were The Ipocris File, because it just sounded cool, The Quiet American, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, because I happen to know it's super popular, and then the only other one was... Nope, I did. I You've chose, also watched every movie known to liquor. man. I said Pharrell had used a credit card. Oh, I got La Femme Nikita. Of course, that was it. No, Ipcress, Swayo came in from the cold, and Three Days of the Condor. Because so I, just I, get like the, I get the $100 prize, and you guys don't. Sorry. You get the $100 ear prize. So it's... hundred $100 ears. Yeah. That's exciting. Doll hairs. We do, go, hairs. We do spend a lot of time at Goodwill, so... He could I, he I'm could actually you, deliver I'm on buy my you prize. So many, um, like ejaculate Tom on slobber no, no, on no. Care Bears. No, no, you no, got no, it. No. I'm gonna get you that one. Blue Why does this Care Bear have a hole in its butt? This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> and its mouth. This is weird. He wasn't what grumpy until I got my hands on him. <laughs> oh. Ah. Well, okay. There we go, Herskillies. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, a pleasure, as always. Anytime you want to talk James Cameron movies or 80s and 90s action movies. Yeah, what's our what next are we doing one? Roadhouse? Have you guys done a Roadhouse episode yet? You know, I think that one's appropriate. Let's wait exactly two months to do it because um, I love Roadhouse, and I haven't seen it in a while, and I miss that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Gone or, but not forgotten, or Pat point, Swayze, R.I.P. legend. Point Break too. I mean, I loved Swayze. He was a cool motherfucker. Did you guys do Point Break? I've no. never seen Point Break. That'd You'll be a like reason. It. But have you seen Roadhouse? Oh, Point Break's another one. Classic. I don't think I need to see Roadhouse. You do. It's I've good. heard it's one of the worst movies ever. No, you're thinking of something else. Mm, I've heard that Sam one. Sam Elliott. It's pretty much um, that movie you like where they're dancing together sexily. But it's instead, it's an old cowboy with a big mustache and they punch people. Right. So nothing like Dirty uh, Dancing. But it, but it is a nice of visual of him holding yeah. holding Sam Rockwell up. Not Sam like Rockwell, a... Elliot, the old guy. Oh, I <laughs> like Sam Rockwell. No. Just picture them holding each other on a dance floor, but they're holding each other because they've been punched in the face. Okay, I got that. I still don't know. Now picture the part still from sounds Ghost bad. with the with the pottery. Pottery. Can yeah. I picture it with Sam? Rockwell? Sam Rockwell instead. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's there with Sam Elliot. Cradling ben Gazzara crush. from Big Lebowski's there. <laughs> yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's there. Nice. And instead of Tom Arnold, we have John Goodman. John Goodman is infinitely superior to John to the other guy. Well, they both had sex. Tom Arnold. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. Tom Arnold's. But I think Tom Arnold is in running for most irritating human. Ever. They both had sex with Roseanne. It's no. Yeah, it's true. John Goodman really did. Of course, he it did. wasn't just a TV thing. No, he did it for real. As far as you know. <laughs> It's a method actor. He had to bed down. You heard it here first. Damn it! (laughs) He had to get into character. Get it? He had to get into character. He's just like, all right. Show me, show me the roles again. Always gotten. Show me the roles. You know, as far as you know, has gotten me so many times. You know, where did I get that from? Oh, of course, Fletch. Right. (laughs) Fletch. At one point, somebody's like. Am I going to jail? He's like, as far as you know. No, he's like, it was that great scene in Fletch where the kid had stolen the convertible and Fletch is driving with him in it. And at one point he yells like, are you a cop? And he says, as far as you know. 
That's perfect. <laughs> Funny at the time, but obviously not so good in real life. Sorry, Jenna. Thank you. We're going to do Roadhouse in two months. And Leroy? I'm into it. I forgot to ask yeah, you I, what you were drinking, but I hey, wanted, are you drinking? Are you having fun? Yeah, I wanted to memorialize Justin Romando, actually. So there was a great man. He died on June 27th named Justin Raimondo, R-A-M-O-N-D-O. Uh, he ran antiwar.com. Uh, I'm not telling you how to vote or how to think, but uh, put antiwar.com on your uh, on your Twitter and yep. check it out every now and again. Yeah, I always say it. Everybody loves Ramondo. <laughs> Everybody loves Ramondo. That's right. And uh, interest if you if you want to check something funny out, watch him debate against gay marriage as a gay man. Hilarious. Perfect. <laughs> Jenna, you did another cinema bushido. I did. And you better for it. It's it's glory, really. All right. Well, till next time. There we go. Thanks, guys. That was fun.